Hey guys, it's a new podcast. Uh, let's run through some dates real quick. Ooh, before I start, go check out my YouTube channel. You can find all my info at BurtBurtBurt.com, uh, and that's where you can find my YouTube page. I post uh, new vlogs bi-weekly, and the video to these podcasts, podcasts are posted uh, on my YouTube channel. So go check it out. Let's run through some dates real quick. Uh, as always, go to BurtCast, get a shirt, get a, a machine shirt. we got new machine shirts coming out. And a uh, coffee mug, my book, Life of the Party. Edmonton, January 14th through 16th. Melrose Improv on the 22nd. Liberty, Ohio. That's right outside Cincinnati or inside Cincinnati, I think. It's a new club. I'm going to be there the 28th through the 30th of January. Richmond Funny Bone, uh, February 4th through 6th. The Ice House with Friends, February 12th. Omaha, 18, 19, 20. The Hard Rock in Sioux City. Is it Sioux City? It's all of our city, but Sue's the one that owns it. Uh, uh, I'm going to be there on the 17th of February in Bellevue, Washington, the 25th, 26th, 27th. Guys, I still have tons more dates. Oh, my God. How do I forget? How do I forget? Call in sick to work show in Columbus, Ohio on the 17th of March, followed by the Long Road Distillery in Grand Rapids. I think it's Grand Rapids, Michigan. I don't know. Virginia Beach, Des Moines, Calgary. Brea, D.C., Helium, Schaumburg, Flappers, Orlando, Columbus again, Albany, Funny Bone, Syracuse. Guys, this is running up until August. I'm not going to tell you more dates than that. Uh, today's podcast. Uh, this is a co-share. What is it? What is it? A swap cast, Stan Hope calls them. Uh, I did this podcast with him. We were supposed to do my podcast, and then he just said, can I put it on my radio show, and I'll kind of interview you. And I was like, you know what? I'd make you interview me anyway. He is from the Opie and Anthony show. He has his own show, the Sam Roberts show on Sirius XM. He is a friend of mine for a long time. I love this guy. I think he is probably the freshest, brightest, shining light in radio these days that's under 25. (laughs) Put your hands together. By the way, I can think of one more person that's not going to like that. For Sam Roberts. This is... XM as you're listening at home and we've moved from where we were to the greatest man cave in all of uh, Los Angeles it California might be the, it might it might it might be the only like like put a stamp on it man cave like I like from the man cave people who make man caves on right. TV right oh no Rain Wilson has a better one than me he does that's the guy from the office yes yeah yeah that guy that guy has a really fucking badass one is it I think s- he dropped like 500,000 in it oh how yeah, much this did this one cost 180 that's still a lot of money. Yeah, they gave it to me. I didn't All pay right, for one thing. So they thing. put 180 in. They it. put 180 into this. Burt Kreischer is here. This wood is yes. uh, from a 200-year-old barn in Indiana. Oh, so it's like it's like man stuff. It's legit, right? Like everyone goes, God, it smells good in here. It's because this. It's because this barn. Yeah, was just probably dried tobacco or some shit. See, Listen to racist thoughts a lot. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they've been absorbed <laughs> in Indiana. All the wood. <laughs> Right now, these wood, if it could talk, would go. This guy's pretty liberal. It's just racism getting absorbed in all the pores. And I have Richard Pryor everywhere. Yeah, this is my man cave. That's the difference, though. Like, this man cave, like, when I think of man cave, like, when I get a house, I want to get a man cave. But my vision of a man cave is just, like, put the PlayStation, put a big TV, put a whole bunch of wrestling stuff in it, 
and that's the man cave. Like you actually have like it's lumber oh, and yeah. and stuff that kegerator. Okay, well here's the thing. Okay, yeah. I'm going to walk you through, uh, and and I, there's this is no knock on on uh, on the thematic. Uh, vibes of the man cave that you hear. Every man cave has a kegerator. Kegerators are really great on paper. Okay. But they're really difficult to maintain. Well, what is it? I mean, what's a kegerator? It's, you put a keg inside and then there's a tap up there and it keeps the keg cold. You can have an ice cold beer out of the tap whenever you want. So it's like, it's it's meant so you can permanently have a keg in here. <laughs> permanently and you have don't a keg. have to worry about replacing it every day or whatever uh, well you do have to you worry do. about replacing it because they go bad oh so you, of course so you've got to be murdering beers on a daily basis yeah to be and 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 i was i was going through kegs pretty <laughs> fucking quickly and so then and then i went on the road i was doing travel channel i come back and they're like yeah and i'm like my beard tastes weird and the guy the thing's like oh you need to clean your lines i was like what and he's like very simple you just gotta get a have them come out and do it i go who who and so someone comes out and clean your line so i stopped uh-huh. using the kegerator now it's just a refrigerator the only the best thing is this wine refrigerator over to the side because we keep that oh, filled with really nice wines well see that you can just get bottles of wine and put it in well, like there's no weird upkeep there's right. no like it's not gonna go bad it's not gonna go flat it's but, just the problem is it's not a refrigerator, so my daughter's filled it with sun, uh, sun-kissed, <laughs> and so there's just mediocrely cooled sun-kissed. <laughs> That's like... <laughs> like sun-kissed at like 72 degrees. Right, because you're not supposed to have ice-cold wine. No, so, so they get mad because the wine refrigerator doesn't keep the sun-kissed cold. The two TVs are the best. Because there's two TVs, there's two one TVs, TV. and that one behind you. Oh wow! And so it opens it's in a up. picture frame. It's in a picture frame, and and I don't know if it'll happen because the TV's got to be on. But yeah. there's a map that comes down. Uh, I got to. Well, a map to what? A map just comes down and just covers it, so it looks. Oh like a map. wow! Yeah. So if you and there's and there's like leather bound books, so it's like if you want to be a gentleman, this can yeah. be a gentleman's cave as yeah. well. See, but here's the biggest problem with it. Um, that well, this is I love watching Game of Thrones in here because literally I take the couch, I put it sideways, I look at both TVs, and I just turn the lights off. This is the best room you to put get. it on both TVs. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, the both TVs go on the same thing every time. So here's the craziest part: is getting weird as fuck in this man cave. I get weird as fuck. Like, what do you sometimes. mean about getting weird? Like come back from Vietnam, you've been on a plane for 33 hours, you land, it's like dinner time, you go out have with everyone, have drinks and have dinner, yeah. and then you're on a totally different time zone. Right. So you fall asleep with everyone, but then you wake up. Literally like rice patty crazy, and yeah. I come into the man cave, and just you can get weird as fuck because no one can hear you. So what do you do? Oh, just open a bottle of wine. You're in a speedo, just listening <laughs> to old Smiths albums by yourself. <laughs> just by yourself, <laughs> opening up the backyard, having a cigar with a cup of coffee with a bottle of wine, yeah, and just walking around singing and dancing, burning steps. Right, got my Fitbit on. Just, <laughs> just step, 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 <laughs> yeah. step, jumping rope. These just, all count. If, These all if count. My daughters woke up and right. saw me in the middle of the night. They would be like, "Mom, Dad, we got to get someone for to help Dad." And this is not good. Yeah, and so that's like, why do you have to do it in a speedo? Just because you can. I love speedos. You do. Yeah, I love speedos. You just don't like clothes. I don't like clothes because as I see you, Bert, right now. You have like like what I don't want to be dashiki from a, Tanzania, right? A dashiki from Tanzania, yeah. and some zubas on. Yes, and like you knew I was coming over. It's not like I surprised you. Uh, it's it's New Year's Day, right? This is a fresh start, right? I slept in my zubas. I love this dashiki because it's got two pockets. I love like the old man shirts, like the. Do you remember the Vyavetas? What are those? They had four pockets. Oh, sure, sure, sure. They're yeah. like safari-ish shirts. Yeah, like uh, like something you see Rich Voss wear. Right. And, <laughs> right. and so, and so uh, I, I love Wyavettas. But yeah, the the other thing I have this is a thousand cigar humidor in that in that uh, the, right there. Do you smoke cigars I, that much? 
or not, is it because you have the humidor now you want a regular because no. that's what it feels like you could have all these things in here where like the kegerator is going to make you want to drink beer all the time yes the wine refrigerator is like we can have great wine all the time and then you've got like the thousand cigar humidor means you should be smoking cigars all the time it's yes. stuff you wouldn't do if you didn't have all these like toys it's problematic i would it say is. because i like yesterday i woke up came out worked out made some coffee worked out um had a cigar watching football right and i'm just like i guess i could start drinking and, right. and, I, and I, I, there's booze everywhere so I'm like oh you know what I have a cocktail maybe I'll take a nap yeah. and then that turned into an all night adventure that ended at like mid, right after midnight me, we killed Island Georgia and Leanne went, went home early and Island and I stayed out all night long wow and then Island came home and slept with got in my bed and was like mom get on the couch I'm sleeping with dad it's like it's it's twelve thirty. I'm shaking a little crazy. Dad's been letting me eat candy all fucking night. Right. And so Isla and I slept together and woke up this morning. And she's like, "I could use a breakfast breakfast sandwich." <laughs> I think you're gonna be someone's girlfriend. You're gonna be an awesome girlfriend. Yeah, to really. <laughs> so you can get all fucked up with your kids around. Yeah. Like, and it's still fun. Yeah. Because that's what everybody says. Because that's what it made me think of when you were talking about having the sun kiss in the in the yeah. wine refrigerator. Is like that's like the perfect example of you trying to maintain this lifestyle that you enjoy, yeah. which most people stop when they have kids because, wow, you can't do it anymore. I thought I was going to stop. I, was, I remember being like making a lot of big statements. You like, did. Oh, big. <laughs> I'll, you'll never see me have a drink in front of my child. <laughs> Why well, am a father now? Yeah. I'm responsible. I said that out loud. You did? I, yeah. And then I was like, well, I mean, I guess that'll start when she starts noticing that it's a drink, you know? Right. Because at, <laughs> right. at one month old, she can't tell if it's different whiskey or yeah. water. Why am I not drinking whiskey? Mm-hmm. So then you're like, all right, I'll wait until she's about one. And then at one, you're like, well, I've been doing it in front of her for a year. I might as well keep doing it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't get too fucked up uh-huh. around them. Like, I would never do it by myself. Like, last night, I was pretty in check. I yeah. was just drinking wine. Uh, and we were playing board games over at our friend's house and waiting for the countdown. But, like... I don't think they've ever seen me, like, drunk. Dr- I don't think anyone's ever really seen me drunk drunk. What? Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I think I'm one of those guys that's like, uh, like this is, that's a bad example. I'm glad I caught myself on that. What were you um, going to say? I was going to say, like, like uh, Rogan's one of those guys where everyone thinks he's, like, the toughest guy in the world. Where mm-hmm. Rogan will tell you, no, I'm not, and I don't want to fight anybody. Right. I'm not, I don't fight. But he is a fucking badass. Right. But, um, but if you're the toughest guy in the world, then people are going to want to test you, and he doesn't. He doesn't need to get tested. And, and, and he's like, he's like, yeah. And, and if someone charged him, I don't think he'd like pull guard and you know right. get side control. Like he might, he probably would if he got if, if someone tried to fight him. But he's like, he's the guy that like in the Carlos Mencia video, you always thought you know like what there. Carlos is like, he's being a bitch, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, why didn't Joe just kill him? Because that's not Joe. Right. Joe would never hit somebody. Right. But I'm, the, I'm that way with drinking. I think everyone sees me as like the biggest drinker in the world. Right. But when I go on stage, I bring one beer, and I drink that beer, mm-hmm. and that's it. And then the next show, I do one beer, too. I saw you, though. This was a few years ago, so maybe you've changed. No, no, no. I haven't changed, but if you saw me, then that deadly, it definitely happened. Which one? What was it? Well, yeah, because you, you were doing more than one beer. What was like, that? It was in uh, Nyack. Oh yeah, years yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing shots with the audience and taking your shirt okay, off. Okay, that, that is problematic. Well, that's the night that you shaved Roland yes. in the dressing room that after is, the show. It wasn't even for the show. No, that is the problematic thing. Is that uh, is that people send shots aggressively to the stage. I see. And 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 you don't want to be the guy who turns down shots because you're Bert. Like you're I, everybody's friend. Like I, yeah, when we're doing I, when shots. I, when I first hung out with David Tell, the first time I ever hung out with David Tell, I wanted to do a shot with him so bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to do, I wanted to go drinking with him. I mm-hmm. wanted to hang out with him. I wanted to have my moment with David Tell, so I could always, so I could tell you that we went out in Coconut Grove and everyone was buying us shots, and it was the greatest, one of the greatest nights of my life. I had just had Georgia, and Attell is just like talking to me honestly, and we had a great night, and I had that because I did shots with him. Right. I don't want, I don't want to deprive anyone that would want that with me. That I got same you. pleasure. I got you. As a fan, as a fan of comedy, if someone is a fan of comedy and they are a fan of mine. And they get it now. There are a lot of guys that will say Bert definitely did not do a shot with me. Uh-huh. There's probably equally amount, same amount, say Bert did a shot did. with me. He yeah, did. and and that's like uh, shots. I stopped doing shots on stage only because I was doing them and I couldn't. I couldn't say no. Yeah. So like people would send them and I'd be like, oh, okay. And then you got 300 people going, do it, do it. And you're like, fuck. I could either just do it and be fine with it or turn it away. I, t- I remember I turned it away one time in. Uh, Omaha, uh-huh. I turned away, and this kid came up to me. And I go, oh, I'm not doing shots. And then they sent it back to the table. And the kid walks up. He's like, hey, man, I drove from Indiana with my whole family to see you, and I bought you a shot, and I got one for me and my dad, and I haven't seen my dad in six months, and this is our uh. night. Will you please do the shot with me? And I'm like, first of all, I was on medication. That's why I wasn't doing a shot. Right. <clears throat> now I'm like, well, fuck it. Fuck my medication. This guy drove all the way. Because – you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, even if it means mixing alcohol and medication. It was by antibiotics. So right. I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep this cold forever. <laughs> right. <And> so, <laughs> so I do the shot, and then the kid does the shot, and he body seizes up, and he blacks out there, <laughs> hits his head on the ground, and they carry him out of the fucking place. No. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> there have been many times where I thought, where I thought, alcohol, you changed on me. You yeah. promised me a good time. Look what you've done to these people. Yeah, there's a dark side to you, alcohol. <laughs> oh, dude, I do the call and sick to work tour. Have you heard about that? No. I do a call and sick to work tour where I show up at I show up at radio at like eight. I do mm-hmm. it. I, you can only do it where radio still exists. Right. So like DC, Philly, Tampa, um, Atlanta. There's only a few places where you where you can do radio and sell tickets. Right. So uh, I do. Cowhead show. This is I. This is this ex- example so story. When you said where radio still exists, you mean in the sense that people are actually actively listening, or you yes. mean that there are actually still shows that aren't just like, hey, da da da, jukebox, play the song. Both, both. Where people, well, I mean, because there are people that there are radio stations where people are doing, you know, whatever good radio is. Yeah. But then people aren't listening. Right. <clears throat> so you do it and you have fun and then you go to the club and everyone's like, nah, I've never heard of Made no WNWZW. Yeah. And so I go into the club. I do radio from 8 to 10. I drink on radio. So we bring booze in. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m.? 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then I go right to the club and do a show at 11 a.m. And I tell everyone to call in sick to work. And then everyone shows up to the club at like 9. Oh, wow. And starts drinking from 9 to 11 and so you pre-partying. Go, so you go on the air. It's 8 a.m. People are getting up. You're like, everybody out there, call in sick. Call in sick to work. We're partying. It's, it's a Friday. It's always a Friday. Yeah. So I go call in sick to work. Call in sick to work right now. Meet me at the club. And I have not not sold out a room. Really? I've sold out everywhere. I've done Edmonton, uh, D.C., Tampa. And you just go in and it's... And it has to be spur of the moment, though. It's not. No, like I, I call. I call ahead and let okay. people know. Like I, you only because I did it one time, spur of the moment, and it was it was great. But it was like in Ed, Edmonton, I did it spur of the moment, and it sold out. But it was sold out like like walk up sold out. Gotcha. And you like, like to know? D- well, it's nice to know that yeah. there's going to be someone there. Like I did DC. I called in uh, to Elliot in the morning. I called in like 
two weeks out and sold out within 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah, so then you go to the club and then you get to the club and that, and now I have been drinking on the radio. Not a ton, but I'm definitely buzzed. But it doesn't matter because these people will never fucking know because they are right. fucking three sheets to the wind. <laughs> they are the drunkest you've ever seen any human being. And I mean, like I got to Tampa and I got to the club and the guy behind the bar was like, uh, we're screwed. I go, what? And he goes, we're out of beer. They I, drank all the club's beer. They go to the club. They, the club turns on the radio. So you're listening to me on radio, and everyone's just sitting in their seats drinking. Oh, my God. It is fucking chaos. I mean, ambulances had to show up because, like, people were, like, really? it, was, it was, yeah. Cow, you could, Cowhead was like, this is fucking absolute insanity. Isn't it amazing? Because that's, like, it's so rare I mean, you talk about radio. Like, it's so rare to have those moments. Like, in the 80s, that was something that could happen. I miss that so much. I yeah. think that's why I romanticize so much about Ron Bennington's career. Because he witnessed the greatest parts of radio. Like, then, like, the new Wild West days of radio. Right. And then, like, ter- ex- uh, satellite radio. And, and the end of terrestrial. And the uh, he's, Aside from a handful, like he you said. He had the moments where it was, like, him on a cigarette boat and, like, a cut off hulkamania shirt yeah with a fucking mullet and three <laughs> topless girls with fluorescent bottoms and yeah. big puffed up i mean he witnessed it all yeah i'm fu- i love I, I i idolize that guy and isn't it amazing that now he's still doing a show that's like just a show about what's going on today like i feel like if i lived that life i wouldn't be like doing a show about today i'd be like do you guys know what i saw yeah he, in you a know? weird way it's almost like he's a time traveler who doesn't talk about it and you're <laughs> like if i was a time traveler i'd tell fucking everybody yeah guys i just time traveled <laughs> i just did granted it was like a week ago but I'm, like he is he is so like like i t- always want to hear his stories like right. his stories are great my one of my favorite ron bennington stories ever is and i don't you know some of my memories are always jaded with whatever i add to the experience mm-hmm. so i don't know if this is exactly accurate because mm-hmm. i might have punched it up so that i liked it better right but in your own head in my own in head one, on one of those late nights where you were in a speedo yeah. counting your steps you're like <laughs> oh and then this happened <laughs> well if you're gonna get weird might as well go full tilt i think that's right and so but he went he was like is when he was on ron and ron when he the biggest show in all of tampa right all of tampa and uh he was, he was partying, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know where I heard him tell this. Sure, I just heard it on Ron and Fez. And he was like, oh, yeah, I made I made some bad decisions. One time, uh, there was this after-hours bar in Tampa. And you had to bring your own booze in, but we didn't have any booze. And all the fucking bars are closed. And all the place, you, you can't get booze anymore. But I know the guy has got booze. And I know that we can buy some, but we don't have any, we don't have any money. What we do have is some firearms. And I know the guy's <laughs> a fan of firearms. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're coked up. And we decide to bring in a few shotguns to this after hours party. Great idea on paper. Right. Except when we come in brandishing weapons, everyone just hits the ground. And you can picture Ron in a duster with a fucking shotgun. Where's Bill? I yeah. literally I think of that story so much. You wanted to trade a shotgun for booze. For, for like a bottle of whiskey. I love I, but his stories, I wanna uh you know the best is I'm sure I told someone this recently. Is uh, in Montreal. Uh, he's doing Crystalia Unmasked. Uh-huh. I didn't see any fucking shows in Montreal. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about seeing anything mm-hmm. except for Crystalia Unleashed. Uh, Unmasked. Yeah. I want to see. I love Unmasked, so I wanted to see Unmasked. So I had like a meeting with my managers and agents at some restaurant across town. I left it early so I could make <laughs> Unmasked. So yeah. I get to Unmasked, 
And they're like, hey, what's up? I was like, nothing. And Ron's like pacing around. And he goes, uh, ah, Delia's a no-show. I said, what? And he goes, we haven't heard from him. No one's talked to him. We have no confirmation. He's a no-show. I was like, okay. And he goes, you think you can do it? <gasps> right, right. So and for you, like, this is what people don't understand about you. Like, it's the same thing with David Tell. Like, you still got that thing in you where you're a fan of stuff. You haven't been yes. jaded to the point. Like, you're still, when, when, when Ron goes, you want to do Unmatched, you're not thinking... You know, oh, I'm a comic and I do interviews and this is, you're like, this is it. This, like, you're a fan of Bennington. And yes. you go back to when you're a kid or when you're a teenager so, listening to this dude. Yeah. I'm listening. I'm thinking of, holy shit, I can tell you turning the corner, and he'd know this specifically, turning the corner going from South Tampa to North Tampa on 275 right at downtown, right by Ashley. Uh-huh. There was a big billboard, Ron and Ron. Uh-huh. And I, I'm, as he said that, I see that billboard in my head and I'm like, oh my God. This is it. Now yeah. I've, I've done his show and stuff, but unmasked is his is is his a little bit of his like uh, his I I'd say his current opus is is sure. his, is his long form interview with comedians. Yeah, I mean it's, that's what he's he's really proud of it. He takes pride yeah. in it, and it's like he puts the effort in to take down and try to connect with these people. So this would be the opportunity for you to get to connect with your one of your radio heroes. I've made it. Yeah. I've, I've made it in my book. I've made it because. The guy I've respected for all these years and looked up to, yeah. and now is a, is a is a somewhat of a peer, but is is acknowledging that I'm there. I want to interview you and find out about your art. Are you shitting me? Right, it starts with you. Like like I learned comedy from fucking listening like, to. You're gonna be the worst unmasked ever because yeah. you're just gonna be like, remember that time you and Ron <laughs> had the billboard and you were going. And you're like, this isn't- so let those puppies breathe. <laughs> yeah. So so, uh, so he goes. He goes. Yeah. He goes. I'll. Uh, I mean, we'll wait for Delia, but. Are you, can you do it? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go back in the back of the room, and I'm, like, fucking going through, like, things I can talk about. Oh, I was probably going to want to talk about, you know, some stuff, you know, and you know the kind of stuff, the kind of gossip that is in my life that maybe might come out. How sure, am I sure, going to sure, handle that? Because sure. I don't want to talk shitty about anybody, but I do want to be honest to and the situation. Like you're going to have to – you can't joke I can't your way dodge out it. of it. I it's can't a dodge real it. conversation. So I'm like, all right, here we go. All right, you know what? If it's going to be anyone that's – if I'm going to talk about any subject that I've never talked about, if I'm talking about it, it's with Ron Bennington. Right. And this is – and I'm like, okay. So I'm like nervous. And then, so he comes up, and he's like uh, – He's in the back. He's like, Dilly is no show. Are you ready? And I was like, yeah. He goes, uh, all right, uh, just, you know, you know, I don't have to tell you anything. Just have fun, and uh, I'll bring you up and whatever. So I'm like, okay. So he's like, ladies and gentlemen, please put your – and, and uh, Ron's standing there for Ron Bennington, and he taps me. He goes, I'm just kidding. Dilly is here. And he just walks up. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the back going, ah, like, ah. It was so fucking funny. And, I, and he, he knows what a fan you are because yeah, you've made yeah. – you got on his show exactly. and told him that oh. it was so fucking funny. And I was like in the back and I was like, that is perfect. That yeah. is like, that's better than doing the unmasked you, because I had all the fun of getting accepted to the unmasked and I didn't have to fail and I didn't have to answer any right. questions and I didn't have to have everyone in the audience go, who the fuck is Burt Kreischer? Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're here and, to see Chris D'Elia. And you got to have Ron Bennington play a joke on you. Yeah, it was great. It was Which fucking is amazing. Great. That's yeah. so Funny, and then so when he goes, I'm just kidding. Delia's here and walks away. Are you sitting there going like, "But was that the joke, or is he being serious now?" Like you have to sit there and kind of figure out like, "Are we?" Uh, yeah. So I'm I not just, doing it then. Or? I literally was like, "Wait, hold on." And then I'm looking for Chris Delia, and then Delia just walks in, and he's like, "No, I'm not saying that it wasn't like a highlight of his career, but I'm sure he's had bigger things go on in his career." Sure. So Delia just went up, had to do the great interview. I said I wanted to watch the interview. I find. I find Delia to be a really interesting guy. Uh-huh. I, you know, genuinely, 
like I love that one of the coolest questions Ron asked was, uh, you know, like, what do you want out of this business? And Dalia, like, unabashedly was like, I want to be an action star. And he was being serious. He was being dead serious. And I and in my head, I was like, I see it. I see being it. an action star. He's he's a good looking dude. Right. He's got a comedic sensibility. Right. Like, he's in great shape. Is he in great shape? I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he's not fat. Right. Like, he, right. Right. I mean, I don't see you'd him have to shredded. Get, you'd have to get um, become more muscular though. You'd yeah. have to become a bigger guy. You'd have to gain a lot of muscle, wouldn't you? I don't know. Like Bruce Willis. Did he's not, not. But Bruce Willis is bigger than Crystalia. No, I'm not when Bruce Willis became diehard. I guess that's true. I mean, I'm not. I'm not arguing that Crystalia should. I'm not like Crystalia should argue that point for himself. But I will say, I wouldn't mind seeing a comedic voice as an action hero. Not like. So if they said we're remaking Die Hard and Crystalia is the guy. Would you be like, oh? No, I'd first of all, I'd be like, um, give me one month to work out and get hair plugs <laughs> and let me try. Right, you can audition because I completely. I wouldn't want to be an action star. Right, but I wouldn't mind being like Die Hard, like. Funny action star. Right. Like, I've always pitched. I've always pitched a movie, and I'll pitch it out loud because I've pitched it, and mm-hmm. no one's ever wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to do a movie where I was a uh, kind of a go nowhere guy, didn't have a job that I liked, didn't know what I was doing with my life, and kind of like a little bit of a waste. But I had family, and everyone was succeeding, and I was t- getting older. I was like forty years old. Yeah. And uh, I went on a singles cruise. I got on one of those barefoot singles cruise, and pirates come over and take over the like somali <laughs> pirates take it over and i realize i'm not very good in society but i make a really good hostage and so i all i try to do is perpetuate the hostage them like i'm not trying yeah. to i'm not trying to save us i'm trying to make us kept hostages because you like being a hostage I like being a hostage <laughs> yeah I, everyone it's like it's exciting and people are fucking oh my god what is bird okay right they feel bad yeah, for you. yeah and, and these pirates are bad pirates they're right. fucking somali pirates out in the pacific They've gotten lost, and now they're kidnapping a ship on its way to Ensenadas or whatever. Right. And I, and it's like weekend at Bernie's because they all end up dying, and I've got to keep, I've got to keep it so that everyone thinks the hostages. Oh, they just talked to me. Yeah. Yeah. They just want us like, all to I'm stay I'm their go between. Bert, you speak Somali? I do. All right, let me <laughs> yeah, translate. Yeah. They're gonna want PlayStations for everyone on the. I don't know. These don't are their regrets. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and so <clears throat> I tried to, and then as I pitched <laughs> it, someone in the room said, "Did you just pitch me?" Jury duty with Paulie Shore. That's, that's about to say. That's exactly. Like, it's like it's like Paulie Shore and jury duty, just enjoying himself. Yeah, in the jury pool. It's, it's actually not a bad pitch. Jury duty. Like I, I like, mean, it was a decent movie. I never I remember it. I mean, it was decent when I was a kid. I have a hard time. I have a hard time because I really enjoyed Paulie Shore. Yeah, like I really as I a person or in, as, as an actor. As an actor, I loved him, and right. as a comedian too. I mean, I remember when I first got into comedy. Kind of is when I was in Russia. I really decided I wanted to be a comedian. And this guy that I was partying with every night was a guy named John. I wrote about him in my book, Life of the Party. You can get it on Amazon.com or at BurtBurtBurt.com. But uh, I, he, was, he would tell me – is that my phone buzzing? Um, he, he would – it's in my fucking pocket this whole time. <laughs> um, he would tell me jokes. Like he, he was a real big fan of comedy. And one of the jokes – one of the first jokes told me it was a Pauly Shore joke. And I started laughing hysterically. And he was like, yeah, man, you got to – so Paulie Shore is the guy who got you into comedy? Technically. The first <laughs> So how come Pryor's up there? It should yeah, be Paulie Shore everywhere. The first joke I ever heard was Sam Kinison uh-huh. on the back of a bus with Brian Callahan. We were going ice skating for our uh, class, like probably eighth grade, seventh grade, mm-hmm. maybe sixth grade. Mm-hmm. We were going ice skating and uh, he played Sam Kinison and I died fucking laughing. Mm-hmm. And then I kinda like a comedy kind of kind of fucking plateaued. Like I, when I was in college, there weren't any comedy comics doing it great, right? And then 
this guy John told me a Pauly Shore joke. It's like, uh, my dad said to me, when I was a kid, I had to walk five miles in the snow uphill both ways. And I, oh, yeah, have you ever tried to uh, – I, I, the other day, I had two hits of ecstasy, a line of coke, and the two bong hits, and I had to get next door. And, like, it was a funny joke. I right. rude, did it injustice. And then I saw, like, son-in-law, and there's the scene where he gets hit and he starts crying. I thought that was so fucking funny. I laughed out loud in the movie theater, and I couldn't stop fucking laughing. Was it, like, an uproarious laughter in the theater, or was it just you laughing? Uh, just me. Okay. Uh, just me, and I and I, there's only a couple other times I've ever done that, and one of them is in 22 Jump Street. Do you, have you ever seen that? I saw the film. One of my favorite fucking movies, uh. and it's because uh, it's because of the line when, he, when they're the first day before they're about to go to school, and he's like, should we go over our profiles? And he's like, no. It's super easy. You're the jock. I'm the theater guy. And he goes, eh, we don't need to do that. And then they sit down at the desk and he goes, so, I see your profiles. Which one of you is Dan? (laughs) 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 I literally, I could not stop laughing. I was like, that's perfect. That's perfect comedy. Which one of you is Dan? And they're like, uh. Everybody in the movie theater is like looking at you. I couldn't stop laughing. And I have such an annoying loud laugh Uh that it... People were upset because they, the story keeps going. Like they, they keep talking in the movie. They don't hold for laugh. No, and I could not. Stop they probably fucking do laughing. more jokes. Oh, like there's probably other jokes that you missed because you were laughing. Yeah. Oh, and I it wasn't until I saw it the second time. Yeah. Because I, I automatically knew the rest of it. Like, which one to use, Dan? I know they're going to get them wrong. Right. And, but he's like, oh, I, I wouldn't pitch you as an athlete. <laughs> Jonah Hill is fucking funny, man. Yeah. That guy is legit. Well, funny. It, it's interesting with Jonah Hill. He lost weight, and everybody started hating him for some reason. He's, but he's, he was funny skinny, and he was funny fat. Yeah, I mean, uh, both those Jump Street movies are really funny. Hilarious. Everything, all the Apatow movies he did, he's hilarious in. Dude, what? Uh, and he's good fuck? in Moneyball. Not super fuck. Super bad. Super bad? When he talks to the teacher, when yeah. he's like, no offense, like, I, it is such good acting. Mm-hmm. It is such good, it's so fucking well done yeah. that you're if you don't like that i can never speak to you again and you know he's even good in uh this is the end did you see this is the end yeah where he's pretty much playing the best part of this is the end and this isn't this is what i look for sometimes when yeah. i write scripts is i don't care about being funny i want this moment the moment is the best moment is when danny mcbride shows up yeah Dude, and he steps out of the bathtub, and the music's playing, and and it's like, here it comes, like this is Act Two, and it's on. Oh, and you see him making all the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> just sizzling up the bacon. What's up? What's up, bitches? <laughs> He's made it's a just, grand breakfast he for is everyone. So fucking funny. Yeah, that that scene, that Danny McBride embodies something different in comedy that I that I you cannot put your finger on. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a it's a lovable unlikableness. Yeah. Like, there are things Danny McBride's done. And by the way, I did not enjoy Footway Foot. Way, foot, fist, Fit, fit foot, foot. Fist Foot. Fist Foot. Foot Fuck Way. Yeah. I didn't enjoy <laughs> yeah. that. I, I thought it was okay. I uh-huh. didn't see. But man, when Kenny Powers showed up. <sighs> I mean, from the moment when that, when, that, when that show starts. I think it was the first episode when you hear voiceover and it's Kenny Powers. And he's driving. And you're thinking, oh, this is voiceover for the series. And you realize he's listening to his own book on tape that he's narrating. And he's like, fuck yeah. I mean, 
It's amazing. His the one of the, my favorite scenes is when he's trying to get back his girlfriend, and she's sitting at the table for the other teachers, yeah. and he's got his tray with him, uh-huh. and he's like, "Say I won't slam this tray." And <laughs> someone goes, I "Don't don't slam that tray." And he goes, "Say I won't." And he goes, "Just please don't." And he goes, "Oh yeah, wham!" And he slams the tray. I'm literally like, "Fuck!" I mean, he he has. I love. I could watch that guy eat crackers for real. And yeah. what's crazy is I know. A, What's crazy about that guy is you know a ton of guys like that. Right. You know? But Danny McBride, when he does characters, he has figured out how to put... Because in order for those unlikable characters to be lovable, you have to see vulnerability. Like, you have to feel bad for them for a second. Yeah. And I feel like Danny McBride has figured out the least amount of vulnerability you need to show for it to work. Because it's like a second... Where you go, oh, my heart goes out to this guy. And then he does the shittiest thing ever. You know, oh, like, son of a bitch. That, I'm, the, I wish, if I could have, in my life, one moment in one movie. Like, I'm, I don't want to be in movies at all. I have no interest in me in movies. I'd like to do uh, scripted, uh, only because... Why don't, you, why don't you have any interest in being in movies? I don't like... Uh, maybe that'll change if I do single camera. I don't enjoy single camera. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy the vulnerability. I get very nervous. I get very... I feel like I suck. Um, oh, so you like because all the shows you've done have been like what? reality shows and, and yeah, shows like, like that, where it's like I can just be me, and you'll edit this together and find the stuff. And and if if I make the crew laugh, which is my favorite thing to do, right? It gets put in the show, right? So like like I'll show you I'll show you uh, the sizzle for Birth the Conqueror after this, yeah, because it's coming back in June, and it's all it is all it is really is the network said we want to do it again. Uh, they were in in a big transition phase, so. There wasn't a ton of people at the time uh, making decisions. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like, you know, you know, just, like literally, we trust you. You've been in the network six years. All we want, all we want, is you to have fun. And if you have fun, it'll look like the show's fun, and that's yeah. all we care. Have a fucking good time. Travel should be inspiring. It should make people want to go travel. Right. But we don't need you to be an expert. Just go have a really great time. And and that and then hopefully that'll inspire people to go have a really great time. Right. And so I got I mean they everything. The, the production company said, you know, take uh pick your crew that you want to travel with. And so I picked my cameraman and my sound guy and they said, you know, uh there's a list of things we're thinking about. Is there anything that you don't want to do? And I, there wasn't there's was only like a couple of things I didn't want to do, but it was just because I have a inner ear, I didn't want to do spinny shit, you know. But I did do a lot of spinny shit. Uh-huh. But I didn't do like a ton of like. What that. happens to you when you do spinny? Just stuff? get motion sick. Gotcha. It's just like fucking not fun, right? And then it's like I, I'm not funny. I'm not enjoyable. I actually become a little bit of a dick. Right. So I'm like I just want to go home. And right. then the day is shot, and we're like, well, we just killed a day. Right. But it is fun, and it's it's just me trying to make my crew and the people around me laugh. That's it. It's all it is. And so, and I can be. As crazy as I want, or as not crazy as I want, or as fun as I want, and it's just fun. And so I love that. And I, I think I've fallen into this comfort zone with making television or entertainment, with entertaining on screen as just being myself. So if I do a scripted, I'm in the, I'm in the very early stages of doing a scripted thing that I'm going to write and hopefully, hopefully have more of control over. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like when you see, like, you know, Louie get crazy success with his show and now Bill Burr's got a cartoon on Netflix and it's like that's kind of the thing that's becoming like there are all these outlets now where when you've been a comedian long enough and you've built enough of a following and you know, and you know what you're doing now you do have options to 
build projects yourself and put them out there, does that make you be like, you know, I really should be oh. doing a series or a movie or something? Well, other I don't want to. I don't want to stream. I don't want to leave. I would. I don't want to leave Travel Channel. And I, I, we talked about this earlier about contract renegotiations mm-hmm. and stuff. The, my the and I'll put this out there. And if I don't end up working at the network after the this Bert the Conqueror run, then. It, you'll know that it was be, their choice. It was their choice. Yeah. yeah Cause I love that network. I uh-huh. really do love that network and I love scripts. I love scripts uh, across the board. I like the content they provide that it's, it's lifestyle media. It's DIY cooking. scripts. Scripts owns cooking channel, food network, DIY, oh. HGTV, great American country and travel. Gotcha. And so what it is, is it's, it's, I mean, uh, this is, uh, this is probably stuff I shouldn't share, but this is the truth. Yeah. It's lifestyle branding. It's, it's, how, how should you live your life? Uh, right. We've got ideas. This is how you build a fence. This is how you put in a pool. This is how you, how you make a souffle. Right. This is how you can grill a steak. Bobby right. Flay will show you how to make fucking uh, make monkey bread out of uh, out of uh, out of uh, pecan monkey bread. Sure. So like it's stuff where you watch and you go, shit, I want that in my life. Right. And I love that. I mean, that's what I watch. I watch DIY. I watch food. I watch cooking because cooking is the I would I'm, I'm is just different than food. Food's more big. These days, it seems like it's a lot of like ten pole shows. Sure, I like watching a cook cook something. I like watching. I, I'm a fan of the early cooking shows with Bobby and Ming, yeah, yeah, and and Rachel, Emerald, and those guys. And I love travel. I love that travel inspires you to want to live better life. I mean, I love that I watch like Josh Gates, and I go, God damn it, I need a new pair of boots. Uh-huh. Like you know, like I love that. <laughs> I love that I watch Adam, and I go. Fuck, man, I want a bolognese pasta uh-huh. on a pizza. Like, like I love. That that kind of branding, and, and I love being a part of it. And it seems like people attach themselves to the host too, because they're like, "That host is doing what I want to do, and he's yeah. and he's enjoying it." I, I enjoy this host. He yeah. reminds me of me. I would be having fun too. I think that's what I love about what they do is that when you hang out at, at like big parties, yeah. it's all regular people. Like Bobby Flay has sat where you sat because he said, "I want to do a podcast." I want a party. He goes, "I want to do a podcast." I said, you want to do my podcast? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Literally, because he's so fucking regular. Uh-huh. And he's like, what do I do? I go, just come over to my house. Yeah. He's like, what? And he just come over to my house. Of course, Bobby comes over in a fucking three-piece suit, not realizing that it's just sitting in my man cave. Right, and you got but, your Zubas on. Yeah, I actually did. <laughs> I, I was actually in workout clothes. and so and he, But they're all really regular people. When you hang out with Rachel, now granted, she is Rachel Ray. She is a mega star. But when you go to Mexico with Rachel, she's like, what do you want to do tonight? Like a real person. Right. And you're like, I don't know. What do you want to do? She's like, um, should we just get takeout, bring it to my room? And you're like, great. Well, that's, that, I mean, that's like, it's, it's amazing when that stuff happens. Because like last night, we were doing the show from Maria Menounos' house. Mm-hmm. And like people see Maria Menounos and she's like doing the entertainment reporting. And she always looks flawless. And she's talking about what this celebrity's doing. And everything is like so perfect. But then you just talked to her last night and you heard it on the air. All she was doing was sitting around and talking about getting shit faced in Mexico. Yeah, like it's just she just likes to hang out. No, the, the, here's the thing: there are people that aren't like that. Mm-hmm. They are like like I don't think I'm. I would hate to jump on the bandwagon and say something negative about Kim Kardashian because I don't know her. Right, but you don't. She doesn't give off the vibe that like that she's real. Like that she cuts her own toenails. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> right? Like, like, she's probably got a toenail cutter. Yeah, she's definitely definitely. She right. hasn't cut a toenail. Right. I'm gonna ballpark it in like. 15 years there's in there's been in-house pedicures for some time yeah yeah bobby Phillips was cutting his own toenails right right <laughs> I like, that's the difference yeah i hang out with motherfuckers that cut their own toenails right <laughs> like i look around a house that i get to and i'm like okay where's the fucking nail clipper <laughs> and i don't mean a person i mean a little metal thing 
that they like, won't let you take on an airplane anymore. Yeah, Where exactly. is it? Where is it? And then I think that's why I connect with those. I connect with that that brand that. I, that's why I like being on travel is when you get, have those big things, it's a bunch of very real people right. floating around. And, and I and I love working for travel. I love shooting those shows. I love traveling the world. I love having the life experiences they provided me. Having said that, I did get – I started doing a vlog and I got really interested in content. And what – you know, I worked with Louis 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Louis said – and this was like early curious Louis. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I – Saw Louis the other night, and I think we just said hi or something. Louis in a different stratosphere these days. Yes, and, and honestly, talking to him, I can't. I don't know if he'd remember me. I said to someone, it would hurt my feelings if he didn't. But there are a lot of people I've worked with that I would not remember. Uh, yeah, but I would imagine you would remember you because uh, maybe you're, not. You're a pretty public dude. Like it's yeah, not. Yeah. You don't. Think I don't so? know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I think so. I think so. Maybe. But I remember the conversation we had, and he had said he had to drive across country. This was when he was still married. His wife had flown across, flown with the girls. And he had to drive with his dog. And he was like very – we were in the car. We were driving from uh, West Palm to Fort Lauderdale to the mm-hmm. airport. And he was like – he was like, yeah, man, it was really fun to edit that stuff. Like, you know, I was shooting stuff with my dog and just editing. I really enjoyed it. Like, and I – and just take a look. It's on my website. And so I went and I took a look on his website and I watched it. It was really good. It was, it was really good for what it was then. And I emailed him and I think he emailed me back and he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I really appreciate you taking the time to watch it. Yeah. And then, by the way, this is 11 fucking years ago. Yeah. And now, recently, I go, hey, man, I really got inspired by that one conversation I had with Louie. And I said, I've got all the equipment to do this stuff. And I saw these two guys, Casey Neistat and Mr. Ben Brown. Casey Neistat's in New York. You should have him on your show. Okay. And and tell that motherfucker that I'm the reason he got on your show. I will. Because uh, I tried to get him on my podcast and he's just busy. But mm-hmm. he, but I think if he saw XM in front of the email, he'd be like, okay, this is legit. <laughs> this is I don't think thing. he's really understands the power of podcasting right. yet. But he's a vlogger. He does a daily vlog. And I watch it every single day. I watch mm-hmm. it every single day. And I got inspired by him. Mr. Ben Brown, <clears throat> this guy out of South Africa, he's the first one that inspired me. Because I saw him, and he inspired me to live a better life. And I went, whoa. I got a really good compliment out of out of doing my vlog that's similar. But I don't know why I told you that. That sounds a little ego-driven. But, <clears throat> but he inspired me. Mr. Ben Brown had a – his name's Ben Brown. I don't know. It's his YouTube channel is Mr. Ben Brown. Gotcha. He had a video of him and his girlfriend just deciding at the last minute that they were going to go camping. Okay. And they went out. They live in South Africa. They just went out to this place. They didn't know where they went. They just got lost, and they camped. Mm-hmm. And, and they woke up the next morning, and they went for a hike. In South Africa? In South Africa. Have you worried about elephants and stuff? Oh, well, no. Nah, I would. Yeah, I mean, it's a regular city. The elephants oh. are out in the preserves or the reserves. Preserves is a Probably fruit. the reserves. I think preserves are fruit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, and like, like blackberry preserves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watch it and I go, fuck, man. I want to I wanna pick the girl. I literally watched it and I thought, I want to pick the girls up. My initial thought, I want to pick the girls up from school on Friday and go, mm-hmm. guys, we're going camping tonight. And I called Leanne and I told her that. She goes, that's a great idea. Where'd you get it? I go, some fucking thing on YouTube. <laughs> and, and I'm in Philly at the time. I'm yeah. in Philly and I thought, well, I bet I have the abil- ability to inspire people. I bet I have the ability to make what he does. I have cameras. I can edit. I know how yeah. to use it. So I did my first vlog in Philly at, at uh And you edited it yourself. Edited it myself. Mm-hmm. And it's a little long, it's like nine minutes. Right. These guys do like long form videos. Right. So I put it up and I got really solid response. I got two thousand views yes. of people that really watched it and said, Hey Bert, this is really cool. I'd like to see more stuff like this. All fans, legit fans. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I did another one. I did another one. I'm at like number seventeen right now. And 
it's that same thing, and it and it. I watched that, and I thought of Louis saying it was fun to do. I learned a lot. You know, it's a lot of fun to learn something new. Yeah. And I thought I'm learning, and so I'm learning editing. And so I thought this vlog's really fun. I send it to all the people that I've had that I've worked with that are producers. Yeah. And I go, hey, give me notes, and they come. One of the best notes I got was like, um, my buddy Paul was like, hey, when you edit. You're supposed to edit on the music cues. That's when you change shots. Right, man, change my fucking editing. <laughs> like, and then and then all and then I just I just steal music. And yeah, I put whatever music I want. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. So now, having said that, I'm doing that, and then I'm like, I don't know where this vlog is going. I don't know how long. It's a little self obsessed. Like, yeah, uh, egotistical. But that's everything. I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? That's but kinda... I look at Louis, and to get back to the subject, I look at Louis, and I go, he took editing and all this stuff, and then made his product and now he's doing his own shit now he's doing zach stuff and and right. pam adelon stuff and i thought oh that's cool i bet i can do that and so then i sat down and i was like i'm gonna write a script that i'm gonna shoot and i know a guy that will let me shoot it mm -hmm. and i was like maybe i'll make my own fucking thing and yeah. and it may not be great right away well that's it that's the smart way to do it because that's also the way that louis did it and that's the way anybody that excels in it does it yeah. like you do it to do it you do it to learn it you do it for the craft a lot of people will like go oh look at the success he's having all right i'm gonna learn how to video oh why don't i have a hundred thousand views on this oh never mind see the, that's the problem with this business is people want the celebration as opposed to the work right and i i'm once again i am not on the bandwagon to suck louis dick but i because because everyone does that these days sure, sure, sure. him and bill all anyone does is say they're the greatest that ever lived. I don't think they want that adoration. I think right. they want to be regular fucking people. Right. Look at what they've done. And and I, what I am what I do with Bill and Louie is I look at what they've done and I thought, what did they get out of that? What did they see? What did they, what did they pull from that experience? And what it seems to me Louie's done is he just puts himself in situations where he can grow artistically. Yes. And I was like, okay, I can grow artistically. How do I do that for me, for Bert? Well, number one, let's let's shoot. Let's work on a vlog. Let's learn how to edit. Let's learn how to overlap music and un, and take dialogue from one scene and underlap yep. it. Let's learn how to do that. And then out of that, we'll learn how to tell story. And then once we learn that story, then let's take it and do scripted. And so I started writing a script. That, like I said, that I think I think uh, you know I don't want to be the guy that just goes. I don't want to make a script and shoot it and then have and be the guy. I'd rather be the guy that like. 20,000 people really fucking liked it. Right. But it failed, but really liked it. And, and it's as, you, and it's something that and you And feel, I made it, yes. and I made it, yes. as opposed to the guy that I just pitched an idea, and right. then writers wrote it, editors edited it, guys right. this, and then it's a hit. I mean, and, that's you. Every actor I interview is like, no, I just, I, you know, I get the script, I figure out the character, I go, I act. That's yeah. my part, and then I'm done. And like that, I don't want to be that guy. That drives me crazy. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a fucking hired. You know, I I know actors like legit actors. They kids go to our school. Do you know the panic in their fucking eyes when yeah. when they go? I go. What are you gonna do now? And they're like, I don't know. And they could be very very successful actors. Like they could have had a major project, and then it's like, hey, I don't know what comes next. There's a security that ha that that resides in making your own content and having the ability to make your own content. And it's a weird thing that happens too when like because I've been editing video forever since like I learned it like when I was in high school and then as stuff goes, but I like I edit my own videos for my show and so it's like I video everything I do and then I go home and make and make YouTube stuff yeah. of everything I do on the air and it's like I end up taking like a, an hour long bit on whatever it was 
and turn it into three or four minutes so it's more kind of vloggy friendly. Yeah. But I like cutting it down and figuring out where the punches are. And then when I'm doing radio, I'm thinking, okay, I just did a good 30 seconds here, a good 30 seconds there. Those two can come together. And as I'm doing the show. It's amazing. Literally, as we were talking, when we were talking about the man cave and everything in here, Jess is over there filming this. And I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know if I'm going to, but everything. And Jess is over there filming. And I'm talking to you and staying track of the conversation. But at the same time, I'm remembering. And then after this, I'm going to tell Jess, because at one point she was shooting what the man cave looks like. And I'm going to tell Jess for next time, shoot it after just shoot us because i can overlay that with the audio anyway and I, you, and so like i'm sitting there going, i'm two that, steps that, ahead that. of that do you know what i'm thinking do a do a pull like swing the camera so i can then swing the camera and get the shots like i'm thinking of ways to edit it right and and, and, and it when you make something when you make anything it, it be it uh, let's start with a grilled cheese sandwich right and but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about fucking um, art or making a video or making anything a grilled cheese sandwich if you just start very simply and you learn where you fucked up. You're like, oh shit, I had the pan way too hot. Next time you do it, you drop the pan down to medium high. Yep. You're like, oh, that actually, I wonder if I cooked it at low. And you learn to make a great grilled cheese sandwich. Well, that's, that applies to everything. It applies right. to this medium that we're making right here with podcasting. I've learned very quickly, don't say someone's name when you say something negative. I started, stop doing that. <laughs> like, and then, But it's it happens with editing and with, with all kind of things. Is And I think that's what Louis was doing back when I talked to well, him. Well, I remember when Louie was coming in and doing uh, Opie and Anthony, and this was like, I think this was right after Lucky Louie got uh, canceled after the first season, and it was like, you know, nobody was really paying attention to He was to making Louis. a grilled cheese sandwich. Right. That's all he was, he was doing. Make, but he would like come in, and he'd have like one week, he'd have this weird little camera, and he was just shooting stuff in the studio, and it wasn't for anything. It was just to learn how to use this little like 16 millimeter Bolex black and white camera. Yeah. That he was just learning, and then the next week, and I mean, and then it comes full circle. He actually came in uh, probably two years, two or three years ago, and he has his laptop, and he's got a little hard drive connected to it. And during the commercial breaks, he's in Final Cut editing episodes of Louie for FX on his laptop in commercial breaks of his radio appearances. And I'm like, this is, this is what people who are creative should be doing. Dude, just I... Just like doing it all and doing it all the time. If I could just get better, I would like to get better quicker because it does... It's I do have this instrument. Right now I'm moving uh, media onto this hard drive so I can edit a vlog. Yeah. But like I just want to get better quicker and learn a quicker way to do it because... But then you get in this like really creative like mind space where you're just like... Like you're totally right and you can do all of this by yourself. Yeah. You look at like... But it should take hours for the first few weeks months whatever it is like these little projects that eventually are going to take you 20 minutes to do yeah it should take hours at the beginning because otherwise you're not doing it you're not learning it. you're not learning it and and so it's really interesting my growth in this business i just wish it had happened earlier mm-hmm. like i'm 43 i still am young i'm still young because i do look at louie and bill's age and i go i judge myself by that right and so yeah, it's a little comfortable <laughs> yeah right? you know, I, go, okay. I got i got, right, I got so, a few years i got a few years yeah yeah but it better happen soon <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't have any years to fuck around, but I got a few years to learn. Like, I have no interest in shooting a movie only because I couldn't edit that much of footage. Right. Like, I want to just shoot a TV show and edit it and make it. And I bet I can make it good. I bet I can make it really good. And so hopefully I'll learn how to do that. And then, uh, yeah. uh, So, but that's, that's my theory on, on, I mean, I'm obsessed right now with vlogs. And are you, are you using like iMovie? Uh, no. Are you using iMovie? I'm I'm using iMovie. I was, I almost got Final Cut 
And I think it's just too too. I'm like, you know what? Three hundred bucks. No, no, no. It's too complicated. Oh, like I I just figured out. I just figured out iMovie pretty fucking good. I just figured out like little things that would that I was like, how come I can't move this audio? Every time I do that, it seems like it wants to just grab this little section of audio. And then I just went, maybe I should go online and find out why that's happening. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm holding my finger down too long. (laughs) (laughs) And but that's that rushing thing. Like, why not like master iMovie? Yeah. And then once it's like. Like, there's nothing to learn here anymore. Yeah. Then you upgrade. I, I'm obsessed with, I so badly um, want to, uh, like, I was like, I don't know what I want to do with this vlog. Cause it is very, like, uh, not egotistical, but, like, we're self-involved, yeah. egomaniacal. Like, narcissistic? Narcissistic. That's the word I was mm-hmm. looking for. And uh, I was like, what am I going to do with this vlog? And then uh, we have this theory going on, floating around our house that Isla can time travel. <laughs> Why is that? I was how old? I was nine. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. She found, she had these pills in her room that were from this diet doctor from the 70s, or from the 90s in LA. Really? Yeah, they were on her desk, and Leanne's like, did you leave these with her? And I was like, no. And, she, and then one, one night, she she came in, I, I was put her to bed, and she goes, hey, dad, I need to talk to you. I go, okay, so I go in her room, she's up in her top bunk, I go, what's up? She goes, do you believe in time travel? And I was like, by the way, I really believe in time. I really believe in time. You believe travel. it's happening now. Not that it's possible, but the people are time traveling. 100%. Okay. And this I is believe w- in this more than I believe in death. Death is 100% going to happen. And so is time travel. Wow. Okay. And I it's happening. It. It's happening. It's happening. I believe it. Right. I believe it. Right. I and, really believe it. Like, you, yeah. Okay. Now, and, and, and by the way, I believe it the same way people believe in God. I have faith. Right. That it's happening. Right. <clears throat> like, I'm not crazy. I you don't, don't believe it. You don't have scientific it. evidence. You don't have empirical proof. There's no proof, proof but right. I do think that it's happening. I do think. And so she says this to me, and I'm like, fucking yes. Finally, me and my kid are connected. <laughs> I'm like, And yes. you felt this way for quite some time. Uh, Since I was a kid. <laughs> since I was a kid, I believed in time travel. Well, a lot of kids believe in time travel, but most of them, I am like, they get older. I am obsessed with time travel. Leanne says there's two types of people, Bert. <laughs> people who like time travel movies and people who don't. And I go, I fucking love them. She goes, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> like, I will go into great detail about the time traveler's wife. I was about to ask you because, like, everybody goes to Back to the Future. But if oh, you're really a time fuck. travel fan, dude, time traveler's wife would be the movie. I've seen every time travel movie there is. Is that I, right? If, if I see something about time travel you ever seen the one where they go into the bar and then they go into the bathroom when they come out of the bathroom it's a portal and they're in a different place in I don't England. think so it's so fucking good it is yeah oh do you remember one, what it's called no it's the time travel bathroom movie okay and like they come out everyone's been murdered and they're like what the fuck and they go back in the bathroom come out and then everyone's normal and they're like what the fuck what about a movie that's like it's not exactly it's not time travel okay but it is uh blast from the past which where one? Brendan Fraser is living with his dad, Christopher Walken, in a bomb shelter. Yeah. And it's the 60s, and then he comes back and I enjoy the 90s. That. I enjoy that. But it's not... No, I enjoy that because of the mechanism that it right. employs. Of like, what? A cell phone? Right, exactly. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love when they... <laughs> someone says, huh, what is this thing? A Cuisinart? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I love I mean, that. And that, though, that's the sensation you get time traveling. I love that. I love that. And so... Uh, wait, what was, And so... Um, Anyways, so I said, I say to her, uh, she goes, do you believe in time travel? I go, yeah, I really do. She goes, do you think it's possible? Mind you, this is like nine at night. Mm-hmm. She goes, do you think it's possible that I came back from the future to tell myself a secret? And now I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I've got a glass of wine shaking right now. Staring at her, she's in her bunk bed. She's up on her side where, like she, where does the nine-year-old come up like, with this idea? If it's, exactly. Yeah. And I go, yes, baby, I do. Why? And she, goes, <laughs> and she just goes, that's all I needed to know. Good night. And she just went to sleep. I go, what the fuck's a 
secret. Yeah. And she, goes, and she goes, I'm just asking. I was just asking. Don't worry about it. So then Leanne comes back with these pills and says, did you leave these in Isla's room? It's, it's a, it's, I, I'm honestly, I have them here. Cause you kept them oh, yeah. just in case. Yeah, yeah. 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 You kept them on your desk. I don't know. My I desk see a fucking mess. But red like vines. A, I see trail mix. I see a screwdriver. It's a brown, brown inhaler. envelope and these diet pills. So I Google the doctor. The doctor was a weight loss doctor in the nineties. You can tell because it's a, if you live in LA, it's not this the makes, AIDS diet, is it? No, it's, it's, you can tell because this is, uh, if, it's a three one zero area code, mm-hmm. but it's got a, um, it's got a, a, L.A. address. And what happened in the nineties is all the L.A. addresses got three two three. Old school OGs have the three one zero number. Oh. Now three one zero is just the beach. So I'm like, whoa. So I Google it, I find it, and then I'm like, Isla, where did you get? Now I'm like p- pulling my kid aside, going, Hey, I got to talk to her about time. Are you fucking time traveling? Like, where did you get these pills? Yeah. But anyway, so then uh, it turns out she doesn't know where she got them. She has no idea. She's fucking nine. Yeah. She's like, I don't, Dad, they're, they're, I don't know how I got them. So then I started thinking, maybe I'll do that with my vlog. Maybe I'll stri- start my first creative thing with this Isla time travel. Yeah. And maybe I'll, because I love time travel and I yeah, really yeah. could get into just doing, like, I mean, I pitched time traveling, like, shows, mo- TV shows to every network. I've always wanted to be a, t- I was obsessed with Quantum Leap. So, like, when you say time travel shows to network, you mean fictional ones? Like, you've oh, yeah, scripted? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, like, Bert, what do you want to do? I, and my first things. I, my These are my first few things. I always want to be a detective, mm-hmm. or I wanted to be a time traveler. Or a time traveling detective. Oh. I mean, that would be the show. I wanted to do a show that where I go into bars, yeah. like, where I have a bar, Pat's, and I walk in, and as I walk in, as soon as I get drunk, I start time traveling. Isn't and then that I the same? Solve things. Isn't that the movie that you said you liked, except without the portal? What? Like you go into a bar and then there's a oh, yeah, portal. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but I'm drunk. But the, and so I oh, gotta, I see. So so they're like so like it's like I drink and then as I walk out of the bar, yeah, I'm drunk. Yeah, and it's 1959. Yeah, in the South, and I got to save Martin Luther King's life, but I'm drunk. and then then when you sober up is that when you go back and when i sober up i go back i pass out at some point i wake up and i'm like shit and then i (laughs) pull up in the paper and they're like martin luther king opens another shoe store and i'm like fuck i gotta go back to the bar and get drunk and get it back so that at least and then it's like i always end up having to get right because if we're gonna save him i don't need him opening shoe (laughs) stores i I don't (laughs) although if if it's a successful enough shoe store that the newspaper is reporting on it It might be okay. I haven't flushed this bitch out. <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> so if you could time travel, where would you want to go? Would you want to go in the future or would you want to go in the past? Um, I don't want to go in the future. If you could travel, time travel, you have one time. Like I have a time machine, uh, but it can only be used once to get you there, and I'll get you back home too. But it's one round trip. Okay. Where, where are you going? Let me give you four. I gave you one round trip. I know, but I, wanna, I don't want to okay, just do one. Give me the top four, and then we'll decide which one. Okay, I want to go back to uh, uh, November... Um, 11 years old, uh, I just want to go back to getting home from school. Uh-huh. Sun is probably December because the sun's going down early uh-huh. and riding my bike with uh-huh. it being ice cold in my Eagles jacket. And you love that. Dude, I think now, of that so much. When you it think of time pure. travel, like if I say, okay, you get to go back to when you're 11, in your mind, are you that 11-year-old or are you the ghost of Christmas past watching that 11-year-old? Oh, no, 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 I'm this. I'm 43 years old. And I get to get into my 11-year-old body <laughs> and go, oh, fuck, I don't get winded. Like, 
Right. I'm just getting on my bike, and it's cold. Oh, so you're like a spirit that just I'm, dumps dumps into your body. Yeah, and then I get to occupy this body for the day and go and and really go. Oh man, that jump by Chris Colvin's house. I'm fucking hitting that all day. Right. Because I can't get hurt. I, I never got hurt. Like you now, if I hit a jump on a bike and I land, I'm gonna fucking be like, oh, I broke a rib. Right. Like I can't get hurt. I'm going back to. I remember that so vividly. Just riding my bike with the sun going down and the lights going on and it was cold and then getting home and like Monday night football was on right. and your dad's like, buddy, the Eagles are playing tonight. You're like, oh, shut up. Like, oh, I fucking, I would definitely go back to then and then, and still at the same age where you could like cuddle up to your dad right, and like show him love that way as opposed to talking to him on the phone and be like, so uh, do you see the burning building in Dubai? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to go back to then. So that's one. That's one. Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to. I'd go back to a high school baseball game. So everything that you want to go back to is in your life. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to go back to fucking 1950. I didn't, and I didn't know if you wanted to explore. Be other... uncomfortable about how I don't know how to be racist enough. <laughs> uh, actually, I think they're people. <laughs> I want to go back to the 20s and just listen because <laughs> like, I don't know what to say out loud. <laughs> okay, I understand. Okay. Or All be right. too racist. And everyone's like, hey, man, dial it back. You're like, actually. I'm just trying to fit in. <laughs> I saw Mississippi burning, and I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to anywhere not in my lifetime. Okay. That's interesting that you say that because, I, yeah, I would all go back to experiences in my life. Yeah, because, see, when you, when you bring up time travel, all I think about is going to places that I haven't been. Oh, really? Like, I would check out, like, oh, what was the seventy? What was the 60s like? What was the 70s like? Oh, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't want to do that at all. No, I'm. Uh, can I? I just imagine everything would be smoky, like, <laughs> like, and like kind of grainy, like, like yeah, old like, film. Like I just, show, I just show up like such a bitch. Be like, is everyone smoking inside? Like it would just look like really like. <coughs> yeah, everywhere, like, everywhere you go, it looks like a film noir movie. It's just like, all the it's stuff like... that we cut out of our lives that, <laughs> that keep us healthy now, they're just doing nonstop. Right. You're like, well, this is really good bacon, but what are you fried in? Butter. You're like, yeah. oh, who? Like, just everybody has a can of lard. <laughs> I would go back to times in my life. So I'm going to go back to a high school baseball game. Okay, school I, w- baseball. I would love to play one. I would love to. Because I also love that your definition of time travel, not only do you go back to your spots, but you're just going back in spirit and you can inhabit your old body. Yes. But you have your conscious mind. Oh, yes, yes. And I got my other two. I want to go back to college. I want to go back to college for like during a summer. Like, summer's classes, not when it's packed. I don't want to go back to a Florida State football game. I want to go back to summer classes to a, one of those small parties that turns into the next day where everyone eats mushrooms. Or like a St. Patty's Day celebration. How do you spend as long as you, how long did you spend in college? Seven years, six years. How do you spend years? seven years in college and take summer classes? Uh, I took summer classes every year. Summer. <laughs> how does that even happen? <laughs> I didn't like, always take them, but I lived there. Right. Like, like I'd take like a PE class, and that would be my workout for the just, day. Just taking one class a semester and then one class in the summer. Every <laughs> summer, me and Obi would take, uh, me and my buddy Obi would take uh, a phys ed class, and we'd be like, well, Guess we don't need to go to the gym. We got this class we <laughs> right. go to every day. Like, all right, guys, run a mile. You're like, all right, we're done. Um, I want I want to go back to that work because I miss getting off the grid. I miss like right. there was a day when Hutch, my buddy Hutch, pulled up on a Vespa. We didn't. There's, no one had scooters at our school. Mm-hmm. Pulled up on St. Patty's Day. That's when everyone started drinking, like five in the morning. And he pulled up at like eleven, and I was already pretty toasty, like green lips from the green beer, uh-huh. covered in green. He just pulls up on a Vespa. And he's like, "B man, I got mushrooms. Hop on the back." <laughs> the, I don't. I don't have that impulse. 
I have more control over myself in a bad way. Yeah. Like, I can't do that. If something like every time I see Joey Diaz, he wants me to eat edibles. Uh-huh. And every time I say no because I have two kids and I can't just disappear like that for a day. I can't right. just I – mean, right. mu- Edibles are effectively what mushrooms were to me as, in college. Uh-huh. I mean, they're just very strong. Right. And so like – but I remember Hutch said that. And I, the Whatever part of me that existed then, it's still there in, in spirit a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But it's just like to go, oh, yeah. To literally kill my beer and be like, I'll be back. I'm going to do mushrooms. And then I got, I did mushrooms. I sat on the back of the Vespa backwards. <laughs> and then we drove around <laughs> tripping our balls off through like tree lined streets of Florida State. Just, and I, by the way, I'm, I've been there at this point, I must have been there five years. Right. Everyone knew who the fuck I was. Right. So literally, you're just waving to people like, hey, and they're like, Bert, Hutch. <laughs> you're like, hey. Just listening to Hutch had a boombox with him, and we're listening <laughs> to fucking, what was the, uh, 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 Oh, the offspring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like that doesn't Smash? exist. No, uh, I don't know. I remember it's uh, uh, drive my car or something. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. That's when they were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I want to go back to then. I want to go back. I would love to go to. Um, I would love to go to. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I probably when Georgia and Isla were babies because I don't remember that really. Like cause I was How never you, here. Oh, because you were traveling and everything. Yeah, and and yeah. when I was home, I was. Fucking worried about money. Okay, so now you can be in spirit in places that you weren't at? No, 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 no. I'd go back to where I, when I was here. I oh, mean, you I, just I mean, relive the memories. I'm not going to send myself have. to Omaha. Okay. You know, I keep yeah. using Omaha today. Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with Omaha, man? Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to, I'd go back to when they were babies. We lived in the apartment. Gotcha. And, and like, and Leanne was working and I, I, I didn't hate it, but I hated it so much. And by the way, this is an interesting conversation because I'm doing a lot of this these days. A lot of what we're talking about is yeah. what I'm trying to do in my life is um, I would go back to a moment when Leanne was working. Mm-hmm. I was featuring uh, or barely headlining, like just started headlining. I was making 1200 bucks, 1300 bucks a weekend was mm-hmm. what I'd make. That was my deal. And I'd do 13 clubs, I'd, maybe 20 clubs, and I'd, I'd do anything I could to get money. We were broke. And I couldn't – I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed life a ton back then. But, like, Leanne would be like, you're home, you have the girls. And I just remember looking at those days and being like, what am I going to fucking do? Like, almost stressed out. Like, Yeah, totally. Like, you guys don't understand. I, I want to ha- I want to enjoy this time with you guys at the mall or over at the park. But like, I'm but trying you can't. to write jokes. Yeah. I got I to gotta, yeah. worry about, like, how am I going to make money? Like, I was just so stressed. Yes. And I enjoyed them. And I'm not saying that I was, like, a bad parent, but I don't – I, you just mentally weren't able to enjoy it because you're so worried about the other stuff going on. Like you can be there and do the things you're supposed to do, but you yourself were out of. The, I was out of the moment. Exactly. And I and I, now if I now I would know. Hey man, it all works out. You're gonna be fine. Right. Like and I guess I I, I don't know. Just there's such in, uncertainty with being a father at that age. For me, I was a young dad in, in that I was 30, 32, which is still kind of young these days. Sure. And that I didn't have a career. I was. I was young, especially in show business when you're trying to make it yourself. Yeah. I mean, when you think, you know, someone like Bill has, has, doesn't have kids or Louis, well, Louis had kids. Louis kind of knows that, that probably fear. Sure. But like, I definitely would go back so I could really enjoy the girls and know full well, Hey guys, in two years, we're going to have a house in four, in two years, your mom will be done working and she'll never have to work again. And like, I would love to go do back to that time and just like the littlest things. Like I remember watching 
one of my watching Tough Crowd with Georgia. Every morning I'd come home, I'd sit this way in our apartment, I'd sit Georgia's butt right in my legs, and I'd watch Tough Crowd. And these are all guys that I'd known in New York doing Tough Crowd. Right. And I was, and it was like, it was an interesting feeling because I, I remember thinking to myself, had I not left New York, I might have been on that show. Like, had I not left sure. New York, I would have just kept working with these guys. Right. And I would have made, I would have been, on been one show. of the guys and they would have brought you in. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew Bobby and Jim and yeah, Patrice. Sure. I knew all, every single one, Keith. I knew everyone. Right. And I, and I would have worked my way up in the business and I would have been on, maybe been on this show. And I'm looking at this baby going like, but here's where I am. Like, I'm really far away from Tough Crowd. I remember thinking, I'm very far away from what is now the stamp of established comedian, in my opinion. Right. Now I'm a guy that's doing a weekend in Dayton. For thirteen hundred dollars, of which I bring home seven hundred dollars, maybe, mm-hmm. and my wife is now getting dressed to go to work, and I've got to watch this kid. I remember just being so distant from success, right? That I, I think that would be fun. And then I think the last one—I don't know if I have a last one. Uh, so you just said four without actually having four. Was that four? Was no, that- no, no. You said that was three. Yeah. But you said in the beginning, "Can I give you four? And I assumed that you had four lined up, but you just wanted four. I just wanted four. <laughs> you just wanted the options. You just want. <laughs> Where would you go? Um, I would probably. I would want to go. I just want to see what things are like. Like I like when I look at like home movies. I like looking at the way buildings and things look like. Like because everything looks different. What? Why are you laughing? No, you're already like I'm already getting uncomfortable thinking of yours because you're like I wouldn't want to go back to like the the 30s and all, all I'm thinking is yeah the clothes would be so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's all wool. Yeah. There's like nothing. Even the underwear is uncomfortable. Right. Like I would want to see the way people lived. Like I would want to see what people took for granted. You know, years ago, like whether it was like the wool clothes, like I would want to see that or the way cars were, the way buildings looked or the colors people used to paint things. So you want like a Seinfeldian interpreter, like, what's up? (laughs) Is that what it would be? I guess. I mean, theoretically, it's observational. That's what I would would just want to observe things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Observationally, I think that would be fascinating. That's what I would. I mean, because I don't I don't need to go back. It would be cool. My life. It would be cool to go back to the 50s and see how a woman made dinner. Like yeah, like and just be like with a bruise on her face, yeah, <laughs> and, and like to go, like to be like a fly on the wall and be like a guy comes home or like even like say your grandfather and he's like Doris, yeah, I got a I got company. I met him down at the work. He's gonna eat dinner with us, and you got to go in. You're like hi Doris, and that's your grandmother, and then you see her in a cast iron skillet right. making pork chops. And you're like whoa. Honestly, if I could time travel, I would probably go into the future to like. Me at your age now, because I'm 32. Yeah. Oh. So shit. that way I could calm the fuck down, and be, and then that way future me could either tell me it's all gonna be fine, or no, dude, we're gonna have to do something else. So what do you think you're gonna be doing when you're in 42? I think I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. But I would need me at 42 to be like, no, you're gonna be fine, and here's how it goes. I had no, the, I, you, I could not connect the dots to get me to where I am right now. Well, that's the thing. Like, and I don't think you're supposed to be able to connect the dots. Like if you can connect, like when you can connect the dots over the course of ten years, it it doesn't happen. I thought like I'd be nobody. I thought I'd be. But you're happy with where you are now. Oh, very. But where'd you think you were going to be? I thought I didn't think I'd be on television. I thought I'd be just doing stand up. You did. I thought I'd be. Like, so you would actually come to the point where you were like, like you would said, you know what? It's okay. I'm not going to be 
the guy who's on TV, and and that's okay. I'll be I, able to I, make a living. I was told when I was 32, I was told by an agent that um, I got ups- I got upset that I wasn't going out for auditions, and mm-hmm. he's like, "No offense, man, that's not going to happen for you." He's like, "You're not going to be Kramer," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "You're not Kramer." He's like, "You'll be Bert for the rest of your life. You're going to be Bert. You're going to be some version of Bert." But you know why you couldn't connect the dots? Because at that point, nobody had the foresight to see that you can make a living and be on television and do all this stuff yeah. being Bert. And it's better that you got to be Bert, but you were able to take being Bert and go on TV yeah. and, and, and get, and then make a book out of it and do all this stuff and do a podcast. Yeah. And that you it's can, in, yeah, it's interesting that, uh, that media shaped itself in that a way of being Bert. Like, I guess, yeah, I, I created a way to be Bert. Right. Exactly. I mean, now the note I only get, the only note I get is let Bert be Bert. Right. That's, I, I get that note so much on anything I do. Let Bert be Bert. Yeah. But it's, I remember that Jim Hess was his name and he's like, you are not going to be an, you're not going to be a, a neighbor. I'm not going to send you in as the neighbor. I'm not going to send you in for anything. I'm going to wait until you get successful enough where you can decide what you want to do. Which I mean, and I'm glad that I'm doing this now because I can see that you can just. So wait, okay, let's talk like, about Because I don't think I could do anything besides this like i've gone like i've auditioned for wwe and stuff like that, What's that? oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah and yeah. been like this is it you can work for wwe but i knew standing there i was wearing a suit and i knew standing there like i can't be the broadcastery guy for wwe if wwe wants sam to come in and be sam which i think there's a place for that yeah i can do that but they're just gonna have to let me know when they get there because you know i knew as i was doing it i'm not gonna be i can't come in because they're cut my hair change my name and be like, yeah, coming up this week on da 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 Like that's, I can you never could do that, but it would make you unhappy. Right. 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 And yeah. so, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'm going to keep Sirius is going to be around for at least five years. Cause Stern signed for five years. So they'll yeah. be around for at least five years. <laughs> yeah. So that's five. Yeah. So I think I'll be able to, uh, uh, continue to build this audience on Sirius. Cause Sirius is actually like, a pretty amazing medium when you get a spot like I've got. I don't think there's any place in the world where I could do three hours a day of whatever I want to do. I listened to you. I listened to your Peter Rose, Roseberg. Rose yeah, yeah, yeah. You were texting me when Peter Rosenberg was on. I love that guy. And it's like that I, I could, love that guy. I could just sit there and talk to him about like what we're doing. Yeah. Like I just don't think there's a spot for that anywhere else in media that has the kind of audience that Sirius has. What you have is the opportunity to do – you you walk in ground level already four steps ahead of a very successful podcast. Right. right. Like, and I can now build an audience and like eventually Sirius will go away and I would hope by that or point. Or not. Or not. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I I mean I see in the future this thing being part of a bigger Sam Roberts network that's just based around me and that's all my videos and my shows and everything will be like if you like Sam Roberts Here's the app. You can put it in your car. You can put it on your TV. You can put it on your computer. Here's the video. Here's a daily audio show. Because I think there's always going to be room for just straight audio shows. Not everything has to be. You should have audio and video both. Yeah. But like people like listening to stuff when they're driving, when they're cleaning the house, when they're doing whatever. So. Oh, Leanne just discovered podcasts. And she's probably rocking her world. Uh, like usually she's, she's walking around with headsets everywhere. I showed my wife the Audible app where you can get books on tape. Yeah. And she's like, this is incredible. Can you show me? Because I do ads for Audible and I still don't understand how it works. It's good. 
It's good. Like I listened to the Steve Jobs book on tape. I listened like you have it's to good. buy credit, right? Well, you like you sign up, and it's a month. You can buy individual books. Yeah. But the the sweet part that they do, and this should be their ad for the week, by the way, right? If we aired on your podcast, the, yeah. the cool thing they do is that they you can sign up monthly. It's like ten bucks a month, and they give you like a credit a month, and so then you end up getting a book a month for ten bucks instead of like twenty. Wow, that's great. I'll show you how to work. Show it me how to work because I love because I love listening to books on tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. But listen, I uh, I also admire that you've got chickens. Why, like I, I'm wrapping up, but why yeah. do why did you? How much uh, time do we do? Over an hour. That's nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I can release this too. Sure. Because this is how I would have had you on my podcast anyways. Just had you interview me. <laughs> right. Right. Every, every time we've ever it's done a better. podcast, I just have you interview me. Where can people who are listening on SiriusXM get this podcast? Uh, Burtcast.com. Okay. And, so you can go uh, to I have some really good Burtcasts up recently. I really took December. I took sabbatical where I just no road, no nothing, no travel. And I just stayed home and I put up seven Burtcasts this year. I got one with Tommy John again mm-hmm. from Ron and Fez. Old days. He used to do yeah. Ron and Fez. Um, he was afraid of your dog. How'd you know that? Your wife told me. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was telling goes, hey, yeah, I got to tell you, man, I'm not cool at all. <laughs> I was like, really? Because, yeah. You have a big Turner and Hooch <laughs> told, dog in your he house. He told the best story. If you don't know who Tommy Jonigan is, he is he's done Letterman. He did Letterman like six times. He's an amazing comedian, but he is very like tucked in white shirt kind of guy. He right. is like he's not he's not like a hardcore party guy. He's like a guy that works very hard at stand up and he's very talented, but he's like very very uh subdued. Right. And <laughs> he said he goes, "When I was a kid, I go, why are you afraid of dogs?" He goes, "When I was a kid, I uh uh, and by the way, if you've listened to this on my podcast, you've already heard Tommy tell the story. This is me pun. This is whatever how I hear a story, right. and then I regurgitate it. Whatever inaccuracies you hear, sure. you're like, "What the fuck's wrong with Bert?" He was at his cousin's house, and his cousin cousin had like a big Doberman, and uh, it bit him. Mm-hmm. And his and he went home. He was like, "I'm scared of dogs." His dad's like, "Don't worry about it. You're not scared of dogs. Go back and be around that dog again." And so he went back the next day, and then the dog bit him in the ass. Mm-hmm. And, his, and he went back to his dad. He's like, don't worry about it. Tomorrow we're going to get a BB gun, and you're going to drive by, and you're going to shoot the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it was a very sad experience shooting the dog. Sure. <laughs> and he's had a problem with dogs. <laughs> what fucking that parenting is gone. <laughs> hey, don't worry. Here's the problem. We're going to get a BB we're gun, gonna and you're going to shoot the dog. the dog. And now he can't even look at dogs. Yeah. And so I got Doug Benson, Tommy, uh, Matt Voltron. I do adventure cast where I and this is based on once again it's the Bill Burr Louis C.K. premise where I find doing a solo show is the real talent and so I talked to Bill about it and Bill said it's very easy just start off with start off with like five minutes mm-hmm. see if you can do five see if you can do ten yeah. next week see if you can do fifteen yeah. and it's the same thing making a grilled cheese yeah. and so what I did is I do an adventure cast where I come into my man cave and I do start a solo podcast and then I take the podcast with me to go do something like uh, go get girls donuts or go get coffee and what you find is that you become in the activity of doing something you get back to your natural voice right which is what I'd have on stage or but it's you should be doing podcasts when you're in here in your speedos at like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, I have, and yeah. They sound like fucking mind conference, except <laughs> except about my ego, <laughs> except if, except like it's like they're crazy, mm-hmm. like fucking crazy, <laughs> like and 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 I I tried one time watching the news and ranting off the news like as it was like live, yeah. But that was I just looked like a fucking imbecile. <laughs> so yeah, that's my podcast. But that's what I do. Uh, Leanne got the chickens. Um, Leanne got the chickens. It is uh, – th- this is my theory on this. I got into leather working. 
<laughs> of course so, you did. Yeah. There's there's rawhide leather uh, here this under is, Bert's table. This is at, the beginning at, of a in, fanny pack. In Bert's man cave. You, so you you you're a leather maker now, and you've decided yeah. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a fanny pack because <laughs> what else are you gonna do with the leather? He's looking around for his. You've made a fanny pack already. It's really nice. It's really nice. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I made a fanny pack. It's really nice. I made a fanny pack. My therapist said, because that was the other part of the sabbatical for December, my wife's got my, me in therapy every week. Mm-hmm. To, to, and I Skype with a guy. It's pretty cool. And uh, you end up running bits by him. <laughs> <laughs> I write down all, half, of my, half of its material. Yeah. And, uh, and then he said, you, what do you, what's your hobby? And I was like, oh, this vlog. He's like, that's not a hobby. That's work. And I was like, well, writing jokes. He's like, that's not a hobby. That's work. And I found that I'm a workaholic, that I can't stop working. I did. Yeah. I start getting obsessed with it. He said, you need something that is different so that you can do it and your mind shuts off from work. Yeah. And he's like, what would you one thing you'd like to do? And just real quick, just like time travel. I was like, leather working. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, what? So I got a bunch of leather. I got all the tools. Yeah. They're all my tools right over there. And I, and I started making fanny packs. And are you able to like say this is just my hobby? Or are you saying I should start a business where I'm selling fanny packs on the road? Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> so I was I like, well, it. I could sell this at one of my shows. Totally. And sell it for like 200 bucks. And someone totally. buy a Burke Chrysler fanny pack. So then I started mass producing fanny packs. I was like, all right. My therapist was like, all right, you got to stop. You need something that's like a legit hobby. So uh, so that's where I'm at now. But my wife, but he's one of the things I witnessed in leather making and like leather working with leather was that it was like this, uh, like I could go and buy a leather bag very easily. Right. But it's, when you do it yourself, it's like, you, it's like this, it's almost like this time travel. We're taking a cyclical now back to this like time where. Your fingers hurt, and it's like you made something. And Leanne got the chickens. She fucking loves those chickens more than she likes her dogs and her cat. <laughs> she comes because she, she comes out and she feeds them. They run around. They ba- basically run around the backyard like it's theirs. And and it's for her. It's like this real like. It's like the way people grow tomatoes in Brooklyn, and yeah. they're like, "I made this tomato." Right, totally. And it's the same thing. It's like you go. You, I made this fanny pack. Yeah, there was a time where a woman was like, hold on, you're telling me I can get a tomato at a store? I don't have to fucking grow tomatoes anymore? Right. And that was great. Well, in that same way, that was great for that woman. For these people in this generation where things are too easy, yeah. it's like, it's for Leanne, it's like, fuck, yeah, I got, I, I, I made, this egg was in my backyard. Right. My chickens ate dog shit all day, and then they created this egg. That's the bad part is that chickens were just eating dog shit. It <laughs> <laughs> tastes like dog it's not shit. great for the eggs. I'm the same way with the hobbies, though. I'm like, well, no. I got my, you know, my, my radio stuff and the YouTube stuff and everything, but pro wrestling is my hobby. Welcome, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Like it's, you I can listen to you and uh, Peter talk about wrestling all night, really? and I don't like wrestling. That's good to hear. But, uh, like, and I, but I, and I, and then I started, I, because of that, I came home and I Googled uh, top, because I love The Rock. The I, Rock's the fucking man. He is, his Instagram, he replied to one of my Instagrams one time. He did? Yep. That's amazing. I said I, I could use a little rock inspiration this morning as I head to the gym. And then he wrote back, don't drop the weight on your balls. That's amazing. I know. I, and his Instagram inspires me to work out because he's just like fucking... Like when he takes photos of his alarm clock, it's yeah. like three thirty a.m. Rise and grind. And you're yep. like, ah, oh, shit! I woke up at eight. Like, <laughs> I missed five hours. I'm still drinking. Yeah. Uh, the Rock is the fucking greatest. So I went and I've been using this phrase nonstop. I went back and I saw The Rock. Uh, I saw the funniest lines from The Rock as oh. a wrestler. 
the one is some girl set is interviewing. He goes, "Listen, Miss Lemon Panties." <laughs> it's probably Lillian Garcia, the blonde. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so it was. Uh, but I literally <laughs> lemon panties, <laughs> lemon panties. I loved it. Uh, he was. He's just so good. And so then I was like, oh, I bet there's a lot of. And then I started googling. I love old wrestling. I love like, and I love going on and finding like what happened to people and where they're at. And, yeah. Uh, like. I'm, you know what I, I want to oh, do for a podcast? or We'll figure out where to release it or something. Because there's nothing I love more than finding people who don't watch wrestling yeah. but have this little kind of weird interest in it or just yeah. curious people. And just like making my own playlist on the WWE Network for them and just watching them react. Like we should do that one time. Yeah. I'll just show you wrestling clips that I know you're going to get a kick out of yeah. and listen to your reaction to Oh, it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to put on uh, – uh, okay, we're going to do that. Uh, yeah. Because I I was obsessed with Florida wrestling and Georgia wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and uh, and I'm I'm consistently obsessed with like the Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan era, right? Of like, the, like the of, early mid '80s. That's when I was really into it. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair, mm-hmm. like that time, like when Dusty Rhodes passed. I had just recently gone through a list of dust, great Dusty Rhodes quotes. Right. And I like I love that. And then I'm really impressed, and I, The Rock is the reason that I started getting obsessed with it, is the reason The Rock is a great actor is he's been acting for fucking live. He's yeah. been doing live shows. He's been doing SNL for all, uh, like a, 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 a fucking high-energy SNL for fucking 10 years. We're just improving lines and lines. Listen, and... listen to this little, little Miss Lemon Panties. There's one thing The Rock doesn't, there are two things The Rock doesn't have. One's a white baby, and the other one's a, <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's the man. Well, you figured it all out, I feel like. You figured out how to uh, still be Bert and have a family. Yeah. You figured out how to live in L.A. and have chickens. You've done it all, uh, and I'll let you I'll let you be now. This has been great. Uh, see if we can get you some. My wife's making collard greens in the kitchen. <laughs> cause that's, uh, we eat collard greens every year because uh, it brings you money. Yeah. And we've been doing it every year we've been married. Every New Year's Eve, everyone comes over to have collard greens, black-eyed peas, cornbread, yeah. and uh, and. Let me tell you something. Pork. The wood, the wood in this in this man cave does not like that meal. <laughs> Bert, thank you for being here. If you want to get a Bert show, you can go to BertCast.com and uh, subscribe to it. It's a really funny podcast. And check out my vlog. Check out my vlog. Yes, where can they find your vlog? Uh, my YouTube page. Just go to BertBertBert.com with E's, B-E-R-T, 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 and you can get all my stuff from there. Yeah, definitely go. Check that out and buy the book while you're there, too. Uh, and we'll be back after this with more Sam Roberts show. Probably from another location in Los Angeles. Unless I'm just doing a whole show from your man. I got somebody else coming to your house. Oh, it's Joey Diaz. (laughs) Stay tuned. More Sam Roberts show after this. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.